This is Sound and Vision for KEXP. I'm Rachel Stevens. Sylvanesso is a North Carolina duo who is a favorite at KXP and honestly, one of my favorite groups. Amelia Meath and Nick Sanborn are Sylvanesso. They are also married. I got to talk to them both about touring with Odessa and their brand new album, No Rules Sandy. First of all, tell me a little bit about the title of this album, and please tell me that like Sandy is like some reckless aunt that y'all have or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish. In that Sandy's what I call Nick. Um, so because <laughs> of his last name. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and my nickname is Randy, so we go by Sandy Randy a lot. Or people. Are we, I think Sandy. we go by is a strong phrase to use. Well, whatever. I call you Sandy all the time. Do you want me to call you Sandy and Randy on this interview? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> um, well, okay, so no rules, Sandy. What does this mean? Does this mean that you're, like, on the lamb, Nick, that you're just, like, kind of <laughs> out there? Or what does that mean for this album? No, I think Amelia wrote that line when we were making the song Your Reality, which just kind of ended up being, like, the centerpiece of the record. And when she sang it, it was just such a silly thing for her to say but it was also totally emblematic of kind of what we had been doing together which was kind of letting go of all the nonsense that used to cloud us writing together and and just trying to like find a way to be very idiosyncratically ourselves You know, at first I thought that the song Your Reality was going to be a dance song where you kind of tell us what to do, where you're like, I'll show you how to do it. And I was like, here we go. And then I was like, oh, wait, she's talking about something else. <laughs> it's a jump to rise. Lift off and now. Don't know how to swim in the air. Come on now, teach you how. It's a step inside. You've said that this is an album that just feels like y'all, that just feels like yourselves. And, you know, speaking of feeling like your true self, Amelia, you came out as bisexual to your family at age 14. And then you came out to the world in 2020. And I feel like I could really feel that energy and that freedom on your album Free Love that came out uh, in 2020. Is there any way that we can feel this? How how do you think that we feel this? Or do you feel any of that um, public change on your new album? Ooh. I think that, um, I mean, I think at this point, I'm so, uh, uh, queerness is just who I am. So at this point, and it kind of always has been. Also, when I was 14 and I came out, I, uh, I went, back in mostly because some members of my family were like I don't think that you're having sex with enough women which is a crazy thing to say to a 14 year old <laughs> um, and I was like you're wow. right I'm not doing the full half and a half so I'm not gay enough and then in 2020 I was like wait a second hold on <laughs> I've been gay for this whole time time i you don't have to prove it by having 
sex <laughs> equally. Like I didn't like I was like, oh wait, I don't need to keep a tally to make sure that I'm really gay enough. Um, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, and I think in 2020, a lot of clarity appeared for me around that. Also, mm -hmm. we were going to start talking about, I think, another reason why I realized that uh, talking about how Nick and I are married was like a weird, was a thing that felt really weird to me for a long time. Why? I think because marriage has been uh, like horrible for uh, femme folks in general. It was a, just, just an absolutely trash idea and outcome for women. Um, and I realized that if we were going to start talking about how Nick and I were married, I needed to start talking about my sexuality in general uh, because I think Nick and I's marriage mm -hmm. is an inherently radical thing uh, because of the way the way we are together. And so I wanted, if we were going to actually be open and honest about that part of our life, I needed to also say that I'm queer and pansexual and bisexual. I like everybody. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for that and for for talking like that. That feels like a weird thing to thank you for, but thank you for talking like that. And just I love I love that you said for this album, we're not trying to fit into the mold. We're just happily being our freak selves. Yeah. Amelia, seeing you in person, seeing you in uh, in concert is transformative. Seeing both of you, I mean, both of you are transformative, but your dance moves specifically, Amelia, and your outfits are just epic. And um, I wanted to ask if there are any songs off the new record that were your favorite to dance to. Ooh, oh, wow. That's so interesting because I have yet to play, we've only played the full record once live when we announced it. I think it's probably Echo Party. You two are on tour right now with Odessa, and um, I was lucky enough to see the first show of the tour here in Seattle. How has this been? How is the, these venues are huge? How has this experience been? And how? And tell me what that means for introducing this new music as well. Oh, it's been so wild. We haven't opened for anybody in like seven years. It used to be like all we did, but we haven't. We haven't done it in so long. So it almost feels like like we haven't been to the gym forever and now we're finally working out again, you know? It's like it's like that. And it feels really <laughs> exhilarating. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a strange... We agreed to do this tour before we even knew we were going to have a record. So that's one of the weirdest parts is that we're just kind of out on this tour... Um, as we put an album out, wow! But it's, it's so it's it's kind of like weirdly conflicting goals, but that's kind of part of the fun of the challenge is like how do we show these people a lot of whom might not know who we are, which is again a thing we're not used to right now. Um, 
how do we show them this weird music that we make? Like, how can we put together a, a set that could make somebody understand this? Um, and it's great. It feels like, yeah, it feels like we're in the gym. I'm just, I'm loving every minute of it. It's really fun. We, I think, I feel like we're, it's a totally different energy from playing our own set, which is something that I had forgotten about opening where you have to like come out and essentially be like, listen to me and my songs and my band right now, which is really fun. <laughs> I think one of my favorite songs um, off your new album is Look At Me. And it's turned into this like giggly thing for me because I have a... I have a two-year-old and <laughs> we're going through this communication thing where I'm like, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to make sure that she's paying attention to me. And I know that's probably not what the song is about, but can you tell me a little bit about this song, Look At Me, and, and what it, where it comes from? Here's one of the wildest parts about making this record, was that uh, when Nick and I were writing these songs, usually we were really, truly following first, thoughts, first thought, best thought, in that uh, every time we got something, we were like, okay, let's just actually keep it. And so the song, the, the lyrical content of the songs is so close to my heart and so much of who I am in a way that is basically completely embarrassing because it is actually that elementary. It is like you talking to your two-year-old in that it's like a, like a baby me feeling um, where I love attention and I love asking for it. And writing a song specifically about asking for it is so uh, vulnerable and silly and uh, fun. I'm very proud of it. And also, I'm so embarrassed. I also just think it's, I think it's so romantic. Why unpack that? I, I just really feel like it's, I don't know, that I, the minute, the minute she wrote that, I just, I mean, how many of us feel that? Isn't the whole goal so, so much of the time is to just feel like somebody understands you and sees you? There isn't a single person who, that I know who doesn't in some way want that. And like, I've just never heard a song say that. It was so shocking when she wrote it and I like, love it. Yeah, I think you should start opening your, your opener sets with it. So that people look at you. Um, <laughs> it was really interesting for me to go see you open for Odessa because I one of my favorite shows that I've ever seen is uh, y'all out at Mary Moore Park in 2018. It was just an amazing concert. I don't remember who opened for you, but uh, obviously you were the main attraction, and it also held one of my favorite music moments ever probably is that after the show was over um Richard Swift had just passed away here in Seattle and he's a hometown hero um after the show was over the song Lady Luck by Richard Swift came on and everybody like went from like 
this sweaty, dancing mess to, from Sylvanessa songs to like partnered up dancing, like like after the show had ended, and like we all just like danced to that Richard Swift song, and it was just this beautiful, beautiful moment after an incredible concert. And um, there is no journalistic question here. I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. <laughs> and say thank you for that moment. Of course. I'm so glad that that. I'm so glad that you were there for that. Yeah, we were so, I mean, Richard Swift is just, for both of us, one of our absolute favorite producers. And we always love having a song come on after uh, the show because to us it's like it's like watching the credits at a movie you know like I think I think when a show ends it can feel like you're kind of like unceremoniously dumping the audience back into their day-to-day reality and there's something about playing a song that you pick night to night after the show that I think softens that and gives everyone a moment to like look around and be with each other in a different way before they, we all go back to our normal lives. And uh, yeah, I think we, we all knew we had to play something of his and Lady Luck just felt like the perfect thing to have on. And I'm, I'm so glad that resonated with you. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, that's also a testament to our friend of house at the time, Alicia Blake, who's a Seattle native and, and has always been right there with an excellent dance song at the end of our shows. We have an amazing crew of people and they are uh, they're one of the things that makes our shows so lovely feels like there's a lot of archival archival footage or just like clips kind of being out in nature maybe in North Carolina where did these where did these clips come from that we hear throughout the record when we started writing No Rules Sandy we realized that what we wanted was an album with no pauses and on it um and so after we came home from Los Angeles where we recorded most of the demos and most of the, like the original vocal tracks we looked through our phones and found like voice memos that we'd gotten during that time. And like there's recording, like just field recordings because we're constantly picking up random sounds to put into songs anyway. Uh, and we took like a couple days and just arranged all of the, all of the interludes in there. There's a, like a sound on it that we, put on literally right before we emailed it away to get it mastered. Wow. I love that. Not last not last minute's not the word I'm looking for, but it just feels like y'all are trusting the process, right? Like you're just like, yep, we're making this album. Yep, here it goes. This is right. This is right. If this is happening, it means it's right. And I can really feel that in the album. That was the whole vibe. Yeah, I can really feel that in the album and I think that it is magic. <laughs> Thank you. I was dragging 
I think that the more that we we put the record together, the more it felt like intimate and and kind of scotch taped together, and, and the more that we kind of included all these little bits, the more it heightened that feeling. You know, we really wanted to feel. We wanted the album to feel. Like specific and of a time and place, and really inviting. Like we want to welcome people into it and into the world and the moment that we made it in. Is there anything else that you want people to know about this album? I'd like to say that I think、uh, this is the most intimate and revealing album we've ever made. It's my favorite thing we've ever done, and if you like it, please send it to absolutely everyone you know. No pressure. <laughs>、um, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, <laughs> Nick and Amelia, for being here with me today. Your album, your fourth studio album, No Rule Sandy, is out now. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much for having us. I really appreciate it. That was Sound and Vision for KXP. I'm Rachel Stevens. Thanks so much to everyone at KXP that makes this podcast happen. And if you like it, please rate and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen to it. It really helps us. This interview first ran on Sound and Vision on KXP, which is 7 30 to 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific time on kxp.org or, you know, 90.3 KXP if you're in the Seattle area. Tune in next Saturday. I'll see you there. Thanks a lot.